Every recording. Welcome to KinkCast, everybody. It is the internet's only podcast about movies. Dana, what did you think of Avengers Infinity War? Haven't seen it. Don't talk about it. I just want to talk about butts. Uh, Chris Morgan, we recently watched the movie A Beautiful Day, also known as You Were Never Really Here, starring Jojokin Phoenix. Uh... What did you think about it? I oh, thought it that's was, an actual movie, yeah. I thought it was boring. Well, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix only does boring movies. I give it a one out of five. Uh, you lie. Have you seen Ladder 49? I cried. I laughed. I cried. I thought his that... brother was a better actor. Uh, <gasps> fuck, dude. I had a Jesus. huge I had a huge crush on River Phoenix for the longest time, and then somebody told me he was dead. <laughs> yeah. And before that, he was actually alive until they told you. You sound like you're the victim in that story. I was. Yeah. I can't tell you how upset I was. I was like, this guy is so hot. You want to talk and then about, I was like, oh, he's dead. You want to talk about dead. word association. I always assume that River Phoenix died the way Jeff Buckley died because his name is River. So I assume that he drowned. No, he died from overdose. Yeah. And guess what? I think and what Johnny happened... Johnny Depp was there. Well, that's what I was going to say. It was at uh, Johnny Depp's club. Um, I think it was called Poison or something, yeah. something it was, like it was that. It was called David. the Depp End. No. Um, no. Also, not like the Depp hair gel either, um, since we're doing free association again. Um, but I think my my lust in my early teenage years had just transferred from River Phoenix to Johnny Depp because of that. Okay, uh, but this is actually the internet. <laughs> it was Indiana Jones. This is the internet's only podcast that is about fetishes, and I actually assume that this is a lot of folks' first episode. Because uh, people are curious about things going in the butt. I think it's something that fascinates a lot of people. What, so, what in the butt? And the what, 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 what in the butt? Is liquids. Because today's topic is enemas. Sometimes it's liquids, not always. I guess, yeah. Sometimes and, it's liquids that turn into solids. Sometimes it's like solid Ooh, things yeah. that uh, put liquids inside, like a turkey baster. Mm. With full gravy. Uh, which mm. leads me to my opening question this week. Uh, my fellow KinkCast friends, we all saw some fucked up things this week. What was the strangest uh, enema you saw in your research this week? Um, I think the strangest one that I saw was one that had a connector between a thing you can put in your butt, a thing you can put over your penis, and also um, it has a ball pump that you like, like a that you could use. It's like a bulb kind of pump so you can pump the liquids back and forth and then also that had one where you could put it in your mouth as well. I feel like one of the Hellraiser like Cenobites had one of those on. I make that joke a lot for BDSM stuff but uh-huh. I can definitely imagine like Pinhead being friends with a dude who's got a thing that shoots liquid from his asshole to his dick hole. He's the pumper. Oh. I thought I thought that was pretty remarkable like I don't, I mean, I don't have that equipment, but I am curious, like, what that would, what does that even feel like? Like, do you put it on and then you pee in it and then it, like, shoots the liquid up into your butt and then you, like, contract your butthole and then it squeezes it back into your, I don't know. Shitting into your own dick. I have no idea. I don't know what's happening here. I don't have this equipment, but Um, it was fascinating to research nonetheless. The strangest thing I saw this week was not that remarkable of what it was. It's just, just the act of it. And I was just watching... Women next to a pool just shooting milk out their ass. I mean, I can't make that stuff up. I can't dream that. I Was there poop in it, too, or was this after a proper Probably. Animal? No, no poop. Okay, I was going to say, because usually it's like they clean out all the poop first, and then they put the fun things in there. Well, I'm going to... Like glitter lube. I think it's first, first things first, we should establish that not everyone into enemas is also into scat. Is you know yeah. obviously there's going to be overlap. There's a ton of folks who are in enemas who are also into diaper play and scat play. I saw a lot of <clears throat> scat this week, a mm-hmm. lot more than I wanted to. A lot of diuretic shits being taken in people's mouths. Just the thumbnail of that was more than I wanted to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the uh, worst thing I saw, as Chris Morgan, hi Chris, host of the pot show, Chris co-host of the show, uh, was uh, it wasn't something I saw. It was something I read. It was uh, about the guy who had to go to the hospital because him and his boyfriend were uh, playing around, and uh, they put concrete up his butt. Now, was he wearing a construction helmet and an orange vest and nothing else? <laughs> yeah, and his boyfriend was actually wearing a uh, a Indian headdress. <laughs> it was 
Spoiler, it was the village people. <laughs> oh, my but God. But he put something up there to block it. He put a ping he pong up there. put a ping pong ball up there as well. Okay, yeah. They first, had, right? They had to remove both of them. Okay. I think it's safe to say as much as we're into, like, sexual adventure, and this show is very, like, very open, uh, right out of the gate, Enema's have a lot of health risk. Mm-hmm. This is probably going to be up there on the fetish danger index because, um, I mean, everyone knows like putting a dick up a butt or a dildo up an asshole is really not that dangerous. Everyone's doing it every minute of every day. I guess there's more as health risk. As long as you've practiced. As long as you practice, use proper lubrication, you can get a pink sock. But like, butt sex is not some huge widespread issue. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more dangerous than vaginal p- penetration, but no one's really getting hurt from it. You just have to be safe, research, be smart. Meanwhile, flooding liquids into your asshole, more dangerous than you'd think, I think was the consensus I found from researching stuff online. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but I usually associate enemas um, or, or colonics with, like... Um, Health trends? No, like no. it's it's a medical thing. Yeah, it's a medical thing, um, and and I I get why some people are into it. Like I get the the idea of the sensation it would cause, uh, the feeling it would cause to have something like you know liquid forced up in there, um, and then eventually like shoot it out. But um, I just I, I I guess I associate it with more of a medical kind of thing. Like you're supposed to do this to clean out your system before getting a colonoscopy or something. I don't know, um, or a colonic where they just like suck all the shit out of you, right? But it, it does mess with the bacteria in your gut, which yeah. is something that you shouldn't be messing with. Well, and it can, like, kill parts of your intestines so they don't work so well anymore. Especially depending on what you put up in there. Yeah. Isn't that what happened to Rasputin? Did he put something up his butt? No, he got stabbed. Yeah, he had to have part of his intestine removed. But yeah, and, and then you, you look at not everyone doing colonics are using water. Mm-hmm. I would say that... Uh, Looking at the Pornhub enema section, which was um, interesting. It's water for some folks using, mm-hmm. like, the hose in their shower or, like, a garden hose. But a lot of folks are using foreign substances. Yeah. Like, uh, milk was the one that I saw. Yeah. And uh, cement mix. Mm-hmm. Um, so, should we start... I mean, should we kind of, like, start off the top by explaining the, the phrase, the terminology? Sure. That sounds like a good starting point. I feel, feel like... Yeah. I feel like there's a lot about this one. So we can kind of have a free-form discussion without having to really grade it, um, just because this is a very fascinating topic. We right. all saw a lot of shit this week. <laughs> um, so I feel like we can just kind of go by the beats and then end on Product Corner and FDI. I think that sounds great. I think so give me that, give me that some of that etymology about this etymology. Oh, you know, yeah. I didn't I didn't do a lot of like research on where the, the word or the term actually comes from. Okay. I'm just saying, like, we've been talking about enemas and we've talked about colonics. I think that we need to explain what those are. Well, is there a difference? Clismophilia, while it has been had been researched back in the 40s and 50s. The term clismophilia did not come about until 1973. I uh, can't think of the doctor that coined the term right now. But Charles it, Manson. Yeah, it does just mean, uh, you know, enemas and then love, love for. So to dissect the word, it means to have an affection for enemas. Yes. Thrilling. Um, <laughs> you asked for that. No, I, I'm fucking around. Um, Dana. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between a colonic and an enema? Yes. So colonic um, is like basically the the kind of colon therapy um, that people, some people go and get. Basically, they um, use an irrigation system to basically clean out everything in your colon. What are you? Chris had a really funny article title that he wanted to show me. Oh, dear. He's not interrupting the show. Just say it real quick. The article, uh, the title of this article by... Uh, uh, our favorite doctor, who always comes up, I can't, uh, Griffiths, Mark Griffiths, yeah, is uh, behind enema lines. That's oh, funny. That's funny. <laughs> and movie reference all in one. That's great. Um, but yeah, it's basically colonic is just um, whenever you get this kind of irrigation where they go in there and clean out all the nooks and crannies of your colon with like a car wash spray. Yeah, with like a hose. And so an enema is just putting liquid up there? Yeah, enema is like squirting liquid up there and letting everything come out. But this like is actually going in after it. Okay. That, from what I can tell. That makes sense. And there are health trends that recommend colonics. Usher does it. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, or did it. The articles that I found, the consensus was a lot of doctors saying like, hey, this is a bogus health trend. 
don't stick things up your butt. But coffee doctors in general say not to put things up your butt. Mm-hmm. Doctors are very uh, they frown upon things going in the butt a lot. Mm-hmm. The, the medical community. Um, but the articles I read said coffee colonics are fucking bullshit. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. And the idea is completely free of sexuality. You just take black coffee and you put it up your butthole because it's supposed to do really miraculous things for your digestive system. And it's associated with the paleo diet movement. Really? So you eat a lot of nuts and berries and uh, and some like non-processed meats. And then you go sit on the toilet with your black coffee and you put it in the wrong hole. Hmm. and then you shit it out that's amazing I know that like if you put things in your butt it absorbs faster into your bloodstream right that brings us to butt chugging yeah that was part of this yeah some people Um, do drugs and stuff through their butt that's what I was looking at and one of the things that I found as I was researching products actually um, was one gentleman in particular I say gentleman in particular you know I don't really know if it was a gentleman or not but um one of the ones that I saw that was the most interesting uh, said uh, he was talking specifically about a product and he said, I love this as an an anal uh, enema toy. Uh, Put the steel piece in your mouth and the other in your anus and drink your favorite liquids and spit them into your ass. Iced tea and a small amount of vodka is good. Huh? That's a hell of a way to drink tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I remember in high school, <laughs> Southern sweet tea. There was a rumor about a group of boys, mm-hmm. and it's probably like the urban legend. I'm pretty sure every high school had this joke. But it's boys who steal a box of tampons, soak the tampons in vodka, and then die, and then put that them up their asshole. And they're either like a bunch of idiots, or they're from a school over and died. Yeah, they died. There's a lot it's of okay. urban myth. So a lot uh, of it puts the alcohol in your system too quick, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So your blood alcohol content shoots. skyrockets. Yeah. Okay. I think that uh, we, as three rational-minded people, can before we get to the FDI even say that you probably shouldn't be putting alcohol up your asshole. Mm-mm. That you know it, that maybe there's an argument for coffee colonics and all fetishes have a right to be performed, and this one's a little bit more dangerous, requires research, but. No one should be putting booze up their ass. That's my favorite way to drink up Long Islands. <laughs> I, I'm always embarrassed to be seen with you at the bar. Because you just put it down and then you squat. <laughs> and I then, squat. And then you do the worm. I squat, clinch, and do a handstand. I was going to say, every time I imagine somebody like putting something other than like an enema like syringe up their butt, I imagine them doing it. Stand and using a funnel. <laughs> I know that's not how it works, but that's how my brain thinks about it. Why is that not how it works? <laughs> oh. how some people do. Yeah, I'm sure it's like how it's like done. bong style. Like just like put your like I don't know. Put your legs oh, up on a wall. Asshole into a. That is the most fucked up thing I think I've ever imagined. What. The thought doing of, a bong hit out of your butthole out of someone else's asshole is what happened in my mind. Oh, Jesus, like, that's some fucking like that's some nightmare shit right there. I don't have to save that thought in my mind. I was talking shit. about a beer bong, but okay. Oh uh, man, that's. Funny. I mean, you could turn an apple into a bong. I'm sure you could turn a well, not a bong, a pipe. You could turn someone's asshole into a pipe. And their dick is the little. <laughs> you carp the dick. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so I, I wanted to bring up something, and that is. Um, we do not advocate drugs on this show. <laughs> marijuana's fine. I advocate. I advocate marijuana. Legalize it. Everyone should experiment with marijuana to see if it helps with your anxieties. And if it doesn't, just move on. Hashtag. Hashtag. Hash. The panda. All right. Well, hash is that, whatever. Um, hashish! Yeah. You hashish! Took, you, as you like to say to me all the time, you took my joke and ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, not everyone who is into enema is into scat. And I think it's worth discussing. This was our first real delving into scat, which is uh, where does scat come from? The word. The idea that you're, well, I guess it comes from the idea of like animal scat. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Scat is a word for, like, animal feces in the woods, mm-hmm. but scat's also a term for uh, the sexual arousal of poopy the, poop. the fetish. The, the fetish poop, of poopy poop. poop fetish. And so there are some folks who are really into enemas as, like, a poopy thing. Mm-hmm. Like, someone pooping milk and poop Give me your poop. Time. I can't poop. Well, let me get it out of you. Yeah. 
And so you have this big scat community in enemas. And so you're going to have this overlap with diaper fetishism, uh, poop fetishism, group poop fetishism, eating poop fetishism. But <laughs> those I'm are, not sure. Those I, are technical terms. Yes. But also on the side of that, you also have folks who are in enemas who aren't into poop. They're into stuff coming out of the asshole. And the enema is a way of like seeing stuff come out of a butt without it having to yeah. be poop. And so that's where you, I think that's where you get a lot of I mean, milk mil- stuff. Milk in particular, because milk is white. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's that's what I gathered from like milk enema videos. I just feel like it had like a fairly balanced pH. Milk, like, milk? maybe they're like this can't hurt you. My cause... assumption on milk is the same thing as uh, isn't I, pH isn't milk more basic? It's very your, basic. Your blood's a little more acidic. Yeah, I think your blood yeah. is like a seven point five. What I assumed when I saw the milk videos, on no research whatsoever, is that. Folks want to see stuff blast out of an asshole, but they're not into poop. Mm-hmm. So, like, the opposite is milk. So you're genuinely getting to watch an asshole spray stuff, and that stuff is not shit. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, there is the huge overlap, diaper fetishism, poop fetishism. I do have another thing that I'd like to actually show you guys oh. while we're talking about this. Can I describe it? Yes, you can describe it as much as you like. Um, This is the first thing I thought about whenever we started discussing this episode. And I actually had to make a few of my friends watch this. Um, But you can tell me what you think. I really think that this is a a fantastic video. Oh, it's a video. video. It's a video. And it looks like there's a little train. It's a train. It's a model train, I'm fairly positive. It's going to go into a tunnel. It's going to go into someone's asshole, I bet. I'm not ready for this. Is okay. So it's a little model train going around a little town with little trees. That's a human's asshole, and it just sprayed oh, everywhere. Is, is it shitting? What is that? Is that a butthole? That's, That's an asshole. That's... Oh, it's jackass. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Do we need to see that one more time? No, I'm good. No. I've seen enough people shitting this week. Yeah. He, I saw. Uh, I got to see Tub Girl this week. He shat upwards. Like a volcano. Is he pooping? Yeah, I, I've, I've had enough of this. No, I don't want to okay. see it again, Dana. You can put it away. Uh, Tub Girl is a famous image on the internet. Yes. I've never known. Is, that, is she shooting orange juice out of her asshole, or is it just What's like Tub Girl? Shit? Famous, I thought it was orange juice. It's like one of those famous internet images, and it's of a girl wearing a Spider-Man mask, and she's so shitting she's not on her thing. She's wearing a mask, I think. I'm pretty sure Tub Girl's wearing a mask. I would be willing oh. to bet 15 cents on it. Tub girl. Yeah, just look tub girl. I hope you're on incognito mode. I don't do any of my research on incognito mode. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. There's there's several examples of this, but I also thought of the meme where they're throwing up the cheerleader at like a football game and you just see a whole bunch of poop coming out of her. And obviously it's a doctorate image, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I just am like, okay poop coming out of somebody at great speed and with great pressure. Like, these are the things I It might not be. Have you seen the video of the lady twerking and she starts to shit herself and Mm -hmm. then she shuts the camera off? Oh my god! Oh, the mask she's wearing is... It's not a mask. It's it's the the shit. The mask she's wearing is the shit coming out of her. Um, (laughs) Jesus H. Christ. It's a very old internet picture, so the resolution is very low. Yeah, they just keep... Dana's turned her head sideways trying to make sense of it. Um, it's a girl that is uh, has her butt in the air in a bathtub and shitting a fountain of orange liquid onto her own face. So, guys, I'm not a judgmental person. We, we know this show is very open-minded. We've gone through a lot of things, and I embrace the freak flag, the weird. I don't judge anything. This, this is the weekly... This is the lead-up to the kink-shaming. Yeah. Um, I had trouble when I came across, like, thumbnails... And it's a lady sitting in one of those old lady toilets, uh-huh. and she's just shitting in a dude's mouth. Yeah. Like, I I had trouble with that. I had trouble with that. Mm-hmm. And is there something wrong with me that I can't accept that? Or is that far enough out there? And, and we're getting into the general discussion of scat. Is, is there stuff that's far enough out there that gets a universal no this is unhealthy behavior. I don't think so because I think what you can do. This is what I. This is what I think about every time we think about kink shaming somebody for what they're interested in. You have to remind yourself that okay, just because I'm not into it doesn't mean 
I like need to respect this other person who is into this thing any less. Like that person is still a human being who's just into something that's maybe a little bit weird. Maybe we don't like the thing that they're doing, but the fact is, is that they're still a human being and they're definitely like entitled to, to be into whatever kink that they're into. Yeah. Just so, like it was with a metaphilia, but a metaphilia came with a, with a big warning label. Right. And just like folks who are into to choking, which mm-hmm. is like, yes, this is fine, but this comes with a big warning label. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess I was making a joke earlier, the way I should phrase it is without having a discussion with a medical doctor, do you think that shit eating just grosses me out mm-hmm. and that's why I want to put a big warning label on it? Or do you think that the act of consuming another person's feces has a warning label on it as a health hazard? I think it has a warning label on it as a health hazard because that is literally how you get dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that is historically dysentery has been one of the highest killers of humans, mm-hmm. and it is because of contaminated water, water mm-hmm. that has been contaminated with shit, mm-hmm. and people eating it, well, drinking the water, and then getting dysentery and then dying. It's been one of the highest killers of humans throughout human history. Also, E. coli, which is what we're experiencing right now with people eating salads, like people that work in the fields sometimes don't take time to like go to the porta potty which they sometimes don't even have that's why i only eat and meat. that's yeah <laughs> well but then also by the same token sometimes people that um are dealing with certain kinds of like gut bacteria issues are actually asked to get someone close to them to provide a stool sample which they will then ingest to yes. replicate the kind of germs inserted, that they use inserted it anally nope uh, sometimes they insert it anally sometimes it is given as a pill yeah it is uh depends on where in the gut you need yeah, to go yeah uh, doctors can actually prescribe it wow which is really cool. When so, you say so close to you, do you mean a blood relative or just a friend they usually recommend somebody who lives with you that shares your same biome interesting yeah um so I didn't Tommy, mean to- I have a stomach ache I mean, I would. Shit in your mouth. This is, this is a pill. I mean, no, shit place. into my butt. Oh, well, I think there's something I can, I can find you something that can help you do that. I just pictured Macaulay Culkin when he slaps his cheeks. <laughs> oh! but I can do you one better. I have a, I can find you a product that can people, shoot, uh, shoot your stuff from your butt into his butt and back and forth. And it'll like basically massage your prostate yeah. as it goes back. Uh, and forth. Have you heard of pooping back, pooping and, back forth? and forth forever? forever. It's you, you, me, and all of our friends. It's from a movie. It's this. It's a. It's a subplot from a movie where this little boy gets on the internet. It's not sexual for him. He's just being funny about people pooping yeah. back and forth. And he meets this woman who's like into it sexually, and, she, and they agree to meet at a park. And it turns out to be this little boy. Yeah, it's like a. Uh, it's like a sex chat room that he stumbles upon, and uh, he sends a old style emoticon that is a uh, a three pooping into a three. Yes. Back a three dashing into a backwards three. She asked what it was, and he was like, It's pooping back and forth forever. Oh my gosh. It it, is like a little boy, too, like (laughs) eight years old. To possess like a a conservative talk show host, I can't say something kink shamey they would say. I can't imagine Jesus crying harder at anything (laughs) than a person shitting back and forth. (laughs) Surely, if God. It's not dead. That's what would kill him. I made you in order to be caretakers of this planet and all that's on it. And you entertain yourself by shitting yourself. Wait, wait. I'm going to take this one further. I'm going to get myself on a a to-murder list. I want to imagine the creation of Adam. (laughs) Except it's gone. Adam pooping back and forth forever. I didn't take away your rib to give you a female to poop in someone else's butt. (laughs) Wow. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam pooping into Eve. <laughs> that's the, that's actually I'm the sure, forbidden fruit. I'm sure there was <laughs> they some, never ate anything off a tree. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there was some trial and error with the first couple of times of sex. They're like how to sex. Uh, yeah, basically trying to figure out how that worked. I'm sure there was some trial and error. But um, anyways, okay, back on topic. You get her here. loaded up on mangoes and coffee. <laughs> I heard that in a story once. I don't want to get into that story. All right. Okay. 
That reminds me. Um, should we talk about pop culture references? Have we seen enemas yes. in in pop culture? I feel like Thirty Rock had a few jokes. Well, and I feel like enema jokes, not sexually. Yeah, they come up in a lot of like making fun of the rich. Mm-hmm. I, uh, oddly enough, I've been playing GTA Five, mm-hmm. and they make jokes about that a lot. And that's kind of a billboard things is like the hoity-toity elf people. Mm-hmm. They get coffee colonics. Thirty uh-huh. Rock made jokes when like Liz Lemon was in high society that like high society women get coffee colonics. Or... Well, the reason this is even on the list is because uh, it was brought up very briefly in uh, Mind Hunters, the Netflix series, where oh, wow. uh, uh, they're talking about uh, serial killers and sexual deviants, quote sexual deviants, mm-hmm. and they are just listing stuff off, and one of them says clismophilia, and I was like. They didn't, they didn't, glitter. yeah, they didn't even explain it. They just mm-hmm. like breezed past it. it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I got to look that up and then looked it up and I was like, well, I've got a topic for this show. Yeah, one of the things that was actually pretty interesting, if you, if you want to take anything of sustain, like sustainable knowledge from this, is there was a period of time where colonics were the miracle cure. Yeah. Because, I mean, between the years of like 1850 and 1950, there was all sorts of bullshit cures for things like, uh, Snake venom being ingested, snake oil bullshit, mm-hmm. and one of them was with colonics. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and, uh, one. Of, I mean, col- uh, enemas used to be super popular to do to like even to children. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you've got some you know intestinal issues, which is uh, w- one of the theories why this uh, came up as a or this grew as a uh, sexual fetish is that like. Mothers would do it to their sons. They'd associate it. And they would associate it with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sexual, you know, We've feeling changed with motherly. society. We used to spank our children, now we don't. We used to blast water up their assholes, and now we don't. What do you know? What's We've come changed, so far. America? <laughs> they turned the hose on <clears throat> full. Now, because they can't get all that shit out, they... Mm, I was going to go political. I'm not going to go political. Oh, <clears throat> oh, we never go political, though. I'm going to withdraw. What about that turd that's in our <laughs> highest office? Ted Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> no. In uh, our highest office of the I land. was going to say, the, the, some of the pop culture references that I can think of, and the, the one I mentioned before, there was like a basically a whole thing about how... Um, celebrities keep their bodies in such good shape and it's because some of them go in for professional colonics these days uh, and that just helps clear out all the muck and yeah. guck in your system. I'm sure Gwyneth Paltrow's goop prescribes this. Put that goop in my ass! Because she also prescribes putting eggs up your vagina and just holding them there. And yeah. Uh, touch with your what she needs is a Benoit ball or uh, two. She, she sells stickers for like $30 that you just stick on your body and make you feel better. Oh, I like Gwyneth cool. Paltrow. I think that she is a better L. Ron Hubbard. Um, she's one of my favorite people who remind me of L. Ron Hubbard, who aren't mm-hmm. him. She is uh, not relatable and doesn't understand the plight of the normal person. Mm-hmm. But uh, back to enemas. Yes. Yeah, but I was going to say, there is one other reference that I com- came across quite accidentally as I was researching this topic, and that is the Kellogg's. Apparently... Um, oh. one of the brothers, the main, the Kellogg the main brothers, one. deeply homophobic, mm-hmm. deeply anti-masturbation. Yes, uh, I see. I seem to remember that he is me, into this. Give me a second. Not sexually, just likes enemas. You take a bunch of cornflakes. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> Push them up. John Harvey Kellogg. Um, apparently. There has been speculation that uh, he was unable, he was uh, either impotent as a result of mumps or that he suffered from clismophilia, a sexual order in which enemas replace intercourse. So for some reason, he was probably not able to um, have sex and therefore, like, deemed it, um, you know, irresponsible and, and, and base uh, to have sexual he, urges. Yeah, he was extremely puritanical. Yeah. And so um, <clears throat> in this goal, in this effort, he basically basically was like okay uh, they say one good way to kind racist. of can't you get rid of an erection by getting an enema i know that they use that as some tr- as some treatments for um i know uh, some of priapism the- which is whenever you have blood that stays in your See, erect penis actually, over, over long i read that some people uh just ejaculate from it. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard I've heard conflicting things and uh, i've never had gay sex mm-hmm. so i would want to <laughs> I have it. 
Um, I've been propositioned by uh, several folks, but uh, no one attractive. Um, <laughs> once, once a pretty boy wanted to fuck me, and he was it was a handsome dad at a half price books. And I was having, I had very low self-esteem and he propositioned me and I was like, no, but I just want you to know that it means a lot. You said that, um, it's been ugly people beyond that. Anyways, I've never had gay sex, but I've heard conflicting reports that having the, uh, what's that, what's the clit inside of the butthole called? Prostate. prostate. Having your prostate stimulated either kills a boner or can make you ejaculate all on your own. I've heard both. Well, see, what's interesting is that <clears throat> I know stimulation of, of that, um, particular spot inside the anus basically that particular gland i guess is what it is um basically can stimulate an erection for many but sometimes people that have a priapism um or like a heart on that won't go away as a result of over medication or some other kind of like tumor condition or something like that um the only way to sometimes get the blood to leave that area is by stimulating the g-spot as well so um and also inducing an enema or to cut a slit in the bottom of the penis that too and drain the blood yes oh my so god so don't get a priapism if it's up for more than what six up, hours if it's up for more than four hours four hours get ready to get your dick slit so i want well, to bring up they'll do that they'll do the they'll do a enema first i want to bring up a familiar thing we've talked about on the show before which is about the idea of an internal and an external fetish mm-hmm. and i think the enema is it's definitely a, an internal well no it's, it's one of those that goes either way oh that's your joke well, it's not external when it comes out, buddy. Um, <laughs> it's both. Some would argue it's definitely both. No, but an enema is a really great example of the um, internal and external idea of a fetish, mm-hmm. where the idea of an internal fetish is the thought mm-hmm. of someone is into an enema entirely because the idea of it is they are sexually aroused by the idea of something being put up their ass or seeing it happen to someone, uh-huh. especially if they're the, I guess you'd call them kind of the dominant in the situation of they're the one feeding a liquid into someone's ass. Mm-hmm. It's their thought. It's all about their thought and it's an internal fetish. This also is a strong case for an external fetish of, while the thought of it is kinky, the thought of it's sexy, it's all about the way that feels. Mm-hmm. That's the ending yeah, of all I had that's, to say. Uh, the DSM-5 actually like rates this like, really like low on like a negativity kind of scale the scale that they use or whatever mm-hmm. uh their version of the fdi they stole it from us <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here uh, first. uh because it seems to be mostly like it, it it's not for uh, in a lot of cases it just it seems to be like supplemental mm-hmm. not like requirement and then uh it is uh so they don't like yeah, they don't prescribe any sort of methods to like wean yourself off of it or anything, and that uh, the it is mostly sustained through like classical conditioning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, this is making me feel good, therefore I like it more, and I appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just standard conditioning. Nothing feels good like a squeaky clean butthole. I guess, man, you could just like, um, try to do like a, a bleach. I've heard that 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 cleanse works really well, where all you eat is lemon peels and ginger and i think sex feels better than a squeaky clean butthole what if you combine the two dude that's what this entire fetish is i'm pretty obsessed shit. with keeping my no no shit at all now it's clean. now i'm on board with this thank you mr kellogg just don't jack off my boy he's also very racist yeah oh yeah but yeah but i just thought that was kind of interesting because maybe he was a little anal retentive literally yeah who knows um, um yeah I love that you can say anally retentive about people as without anything to do with butt sex, or you can be like in a, in a mixed party and say like, yes, he's very anally retentive and just kind of means he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When I say mixed, I mean, you know, general. Which didn't that term way. grow about, or didn't that term, wasn't that originated by uh, Freud? Freud. So it was literally about anal and then. Well, now we could talk about anal all day. Think about it, because back then they were also influenced by the humors at that time. So, like you have the the Samantha. brown, well, no, you have the brown, the other three, um, brown liquid. You have the red liquid. <laughs> you have the white girls. liquid, and you also have like the uh, bile, which was like the yellow liquid. And the black. So liquid, yeah. there's yeah. a popular theory that um, a good television cast will be the four humors. Oh. And Seinfeld follows it, Sex and the City, Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. And so 
you have your bio character. Yeah. Your I'm such a carry. Blood. Look it up. Look it up. Just look it up. It's mm. it's its own thing. I'd hate to be the poop character. All right. Um, I think your poop character is your dogmatic character. He's your George or your Sadness. Mm. Wait, who's oh, okay. your uh, Kramer? Your Kramer is, I think, your... What are the four humors you were... I was thinking... There's blood, bile, the black one, and uh, white. What's white? Cum? Mm-hmm. I think that's your excitable character, then. That's probably your Kramer. Kramer's probably your cum. Kramer's the cum. Kramer's your cum, buddy. It also well, makes sense that he's the white interesting. one. interesting, yeah. Um, so... He's racist. Oh, you and your like racist law. I can't help it that a lot of famous people are racist. Yeah, um, I just call them Maria out. Maria Bamford's so not racist. So yep. there's our pop culture references. Can we think of any other like notes before I get into some of our awesome products uh, or other thoughts about this particular? I think we're getting into products because I can't think of anything else to say other than this fetish is putting liquids up your ass. I guess. Some people are more into the idea of going in, and some people might not be into the yeah. going out. I can yeah. imagine someone who's like, oh, I love the idea of loading it in. Yeah, so some, like, there's some people that are into giving it to others, and some people that are into receiving I did have some t- statistics on that. <gasps> yeah, but yes. I mean, that, that's basic fetish stuff. Okay? I have some numbers as well. we'll Just do the because numbers. you're into something doesn't mean you're into being done to yourself. Mm-hmm. That, that goes for every fetish ever. It's kind of like... Okay, so unfortunately, the two main studies that were done on this were groups of 15 and then a group of 22. So Very small. Very, very small sample size. Uh, the group of 22 was in 1991 uh, by Dr. William Arndt. He's an American sexologist. Hey, sexologists. Hey, baby. Uh so, yeah, he uh, advertised in sex magazines to recruit clismophiliacs. He managed to survey 22 individuals, all males except for one female, aged 25 to 54. Most were sex- were homosexual, as in 80% were homosexual, and then 20% were bisexual. So, uh, I don't know. When I was on Pornhub, it was, well, yeah, okay. kind of heteronormative. I know. I'm, I'm just saying that yeah, in yeah, this small going. sample size of 22, there was no one that identified as a straight which is strange. Uh, although nearly two-thirds were married. Wow. Or had been married. Uh, they typically engaged in enema use twice a week. Half the clismophiliacs reported the enemas were self-administered. The remainder gave or received enemas from their sexual partners. And uh, just over one-third of the sample, 40%, had other paraphilic interests, which typically evol- revolved around sexual masochism being hmm. spanked. I didn't think of enemas as a BDSM kind of thing. Uh, I didn't either, except for that you clean out your hole before it gets used for other things. Yeah, uh, both both studies did relate this to uh, uh, sadomasochistic tendencies. Really? Because I I, thought, I actually saw this as more of a healing, like health thing. Like I, I pictured oh. I pictured dirty, filthy farmer hippies doing this before, like leather clad. German Shepherd people. <clears throat> I think it's a lot sexier if you're going to be like you know pounding somebody with like a bunch of toys and things like that you don't want to see like poop coming out on your toys Unless you're so you just clean out your colon real good and then you can go at it all the lube you want and it nice nice and clean um this would be a good thing to ask uh <clears throat> some resources about yes i agree um i think that would be definitely something to look oh, into. oh that guy that we met that one time well no because i've uh heard that Gay guys prepare for anal sex. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I would assume that that means women have buttholes too. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, but gay guys more often perform anal sex, mm-hmm. and uh, I would assume that preparing involves some kind of this conversations yeah. with women who it like does. anal and they they got go through preparation. Yeah, yeah. Just, you yeah. just clean up, and and I think that's something we haven't mentioned yet is that there's a big difference in in amount. I mean. Cleaning out your asshole, you can use one of those little eyedroppers and just kind of, like, squeeze a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, an enema can go between, like, five ounces and a garden hose. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and there's also like the idea of like letting it run out as it's going in too. Yeah. So there's that kind of thing. Like you're not just like holding it in there, but sometimes you are depending on the kind of device that you're using. Yeah, it can be high pressure or low pressure. <clears throat> right. Uh, and I have all of that in our product corner. Another thing that I wanted to mention and add on to your, your numbers there. Um, <clears throat> of course, I always like to look on FetLife um, and get a little bit of information there. <clears throat> I was able to find the anal sadists and sluts or ASS group on FetLife um, with 50,000. This might be one of our biggest groups, 50,353 members. Um, wow. And they're into all kinds of things, including enemas. Um, but I think that but this it's, is anal in general, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anal sadists and sluts. So cocks, dildos, vibrators, plugs, beads, tails, fig, uh, figging, which I don't know what figging is. No, uh, I think I know what that is. That's, uh, uh, icy hot. It's like pegging, but with a, mm. it's with figgy pudding. Oh, icy wow. hot enema, enemas, electricity, fingers and fists, squeaky clean or filthy, slick with lube or totally dry. If your kink includes one of these, welcome to ass. Um, also, there was another group called Just Enemas that had 4,210 members. That's a pretty big number. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a group for people that are interested in enemas as a part of their overall sexuality. Um, and it says it's a group for those who are happy on either end of the bag. So whether you're giving or receiving or both, um, it's it's for everybody. Um, and then there was one more that's called Butt Plugs, Anal Toys, and Enema Enthusiasts uh, with another 8,190 members. Um, it's group. It, yeah, it's it's all about all of that stuff. Butt um, plays popular. Everything. So, do, you, uh, do you know what you call someone who is uh, slowly becoming interested in enemas, but they're not quite there yet? What's that? An enomorph. Really? Did you just make that up? I got very entertained by the idea of an anamorph huh. book cover with like the transitioning and it's an asshole when it transitions to have a little sporty I, bottle put inside I, I was imagining it is just a person and the transformation is just a tube hanging out of their butt <laughs> it's not even like an impressive transformation like they usually oh, are oh boy alright are we ready for products I am ready what, okay so I've just discovered that I am way into enemas what should I buy? What am I buying, Dana? Um, well, it depends on how much money you're willing to invest, of $800. course. $800. I always suggest that you go for high quality, but you can start with something small. Um, uh, no, I think that like buying high quality is probably an essential for this one. Oh, yeah. Well, you want to have good stuff. Um, and it depends on how intense you want your experience to be. Um, there is, of course, the quintessential um, enema bag and tube. Uh, with an insertion point and a bag of liquid that you can insert and then have um, run out of you. Yes. yes. I can buy that at Walmart, right? Uh, you know what? I would imagine something like that. I know you can definitely yeah. buy douches. That at, at CV- or CVS? Yeah. So basically something like that. Um, there's also, I was able to find um, all kinds of different enema bulbs, some which are ribbed for pleasure. Uh, while use some are just narrow kind of ended uh, you know tips uh, which are just supposed to be inserted and then shot and then removed but then there's some that are more um, made for yeah made for pleasure plunger yeah well well, that's the uh, that's the bulb yeah so like that's gonna go the other way around there's also syringes and things like that but there's also attachments you can actually attach um, a diverter to your shower head so if you want to have water straight from your shower head and you know use it in the shower then you can do that um, there's also yeah. lots of different kinds of hoses um, different kinds of like giant um, sort of Look at the bulbs. model that one that looks with. like one yeah. of those fancy plungers you're gonna see more of him in a second Uh-oh. Um, this is actually a um, enema dude that's kind of like a butt plug also. That looks um, like the water filter I have for the pure water filter. So you just stick it on your mm-hmm. sink. Um, there's also several that um, are insertables that have like you basically attach them to a hose to your shower. But it's like a it's like a butt plug that like also sprays water. Um, and you can basically uh, adjust the amount of flow that you're experiencing. Also, some squirt bottles. Also, um, there are these fantastically interesting things that I think are, are interesting, but I don't really know how they work. Um, this one's called the Golden Liquid Flow Kit. Um, oh, no. And it's from ExtremeRestraints.com. It's about $75. Um, and basically allows you to connect um, your penis. Uh, to a bulb in a tube, which also connects to a bulb in your anus. You can um, literally pee into your own butt. Yeah. 
Which I guess, I don't know. I mean, I guess, is that more natural? Because, like, you're using your own fluids in your own self. But I surely not. I don't know. Isn't I, urine, those are acidic? separated for a reason. Isn't urine acidic? It seems know. like Bear Grylls would be into that. Yeah. Well, it'd be very efficient. Um, there's, it's uh, sterile, though. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's lots of other things, um, depending on what kind of you're looking for. Um, there's another one. That, that is a clean model. Yes. Yes. Very, very clean. Is that a um, lady? Nope. This is a, no, this is a guy. That's a twink. But as a guy has a penis, has a has a ball sack there. Is that um, even real? That he looks so cleanly shaven. Yeah, it's 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 quite real. Um, There's not a hair on that boy. Yeah, so this has got the entire setup kind of on, um, and it looks like basically um, you've put your penis and ball sack into a uh, kind of very tightly. Um, I don't know, like, like a, like a, a latex, latex suit, except just for your dick and your balls. It mm-hmm. looks like a car engine, except mm-hmm. it's um, a dick going into an, its own ass. I'm just not sure which direction this is going because I know there's like liquid, I guess. Going it looks back like and a forth, Nintendo 64 being hooked I think it's, it's much. I think it's supposed oh. to be dick going into butt. Um, here we go. Uh, it, here's some of the details about that. Um, the golden liquid flow kit. It says it enjoy stimulating enema play with a specially created kit. Uh, the kit features an inflatable enema plug, an inline bulb syringe, and a cock sheath with a hose. When connected together, you can send liquid traveling through the tunnels into yourself or into your partner. Use the handball pump to keep the liquid going as much as you desire. With the inflatable plug, especially while they're being filled with liquid, you can use the plug's dedicated pump to inflate it while it's inside your partner's anus. So basically allowing it for uh, to not slip out of the anus. Um, so it comes with the inflatable enema plug, the inline bulb syringe, uh, and a latex penis sheath with a tube. Um, and all of the details can be found on extremerestraints.com. If you're into tubes, mm-hmm. this might be the fetish for you. Uh, if you're wanting to up that game just a little bit further, there's also the inserpent penis plug with hose. Um, this actually uh, goes so far as to include a sounding um, I guess rod. it's just and it's just a sound, right? Or no, it's sounding. Can I make sounding a personal rod. statement? Yes. Um, hairless men. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the models in this have been very hairless. Yeah. Um, Extremely yeah. hairless. I've never seen like not a spot of hair on them. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know why. I mean, they're that's, covered in tattoos, so they're obviously over eighteen. That's like every girl in Always. any kind of any kind of advertisements as well. So, um, but yeah, basically this one, you basically feed this sound down into your penis, uh, where you can basically do this same kind of, um, you know, thing, uh, with, with the, the bulb and it also feeds into the anus as well. It looks like yes. a stethoscope. So, um, uh, it's like a, uh, a, ca- yeah. a catheter. Yes. Um, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, it says here, one of the great things about penis plugs are the through holes that allow for easy ejaculation. Uh, this so inserpent come in your own butthole. Mm-hmm. Uh, the inserpent does things a bit differently. This plug you comes. Fuck yourself. Um, this plug comes attached to flexible black tubing with this setup. You can direct your output to go wherever you wish. Uh, to make things even more interesting, utilize the tips from the clean stream enema bulbs to create a new enema sensation. Imagine how this plug can play out in your next bondage session. Care to have your partner take down every drop? Care to see uh, to it that they're completely covered? Got other devious ideas? Uh, so they've got all kinds of interesting things going on it here. It doesn't um, to go in your butt. I was pretty <laughs> impressed by this. Um, and one, one of the results, or sorry, one of the reviews for this, um, says after seeing a huge bodybuilder use this once before, I was able to modify this to allow compressed propellant to eject out of my cock. Sorry. I just needed a spark and my penis unleashed one of the unholiest infernos, just like a flamethrower. It made the orgasm feel 1000 times better than regular sex. So... Um, pretty, pretty interesting. Is anyone ever, um, like, scared about that kind of stuff where you find something that feels so good that it's just like, well, everything else is pointless now? Mm-hmm. Kind of ruins it for you. Yeah. That's why you got to mix it up. Um, the last thing I have here. All right, I think it this looks is like the a last sim. thing. No, not the last thing. He looks digitally altered. 
Um, basically, this gentleman has a hose attachment that goes, I guess, to the shower. Looks like he's about um, to chug that six pack on his chest. And he has, I guess, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that's like a ten inch butt pull. Like it's not, it, that's that's something you could basically like pull vault with. That's not the only ten inch thing on him. There's no need to be nude in this picture. Nah. Well, it's to be aroused. You're more likely to buy it when you see that hulking dick on the box. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Dana. I don't mean to keep interjecting. No, no, no. It's fine. But this guy, I mean, like, he's holding this thing that is meant to be inserted. Obviously, it's an enema wand. It's a shower attachment that's an enema wand. Um, But this thing has got to be at least 10 inches, if not a little bit longer. And, I mean, you you can poke somebody in the trachea with that. So um, (laughs) You've got a lot of intestines. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing. Also, oh, um, some panties with an inflatable enema plug. Is it still an enema if it's air? No, you put water in it. Okay. I saw the word inflatable and I assumed Mm -hmm. that, like... You can inflate Mm -hmm. stuff with water. Water balance. No. Yeah. Um, But I thought that was kind of interesting. All of these are made to order. Um, This is from Bondage Fetish Store, um, your kink emporium. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, And then we also have, this is actually from the adult baby shop. Um, It's called a coercive belt deluxe um, option lockable um, kind of setup here. You're going too fast for me on this last one. Okay. All right. So it's it's coercive. Okay. Enema belt Okay, so basically it's a belt that you put on that um, kind of forces... No, it's it's covered in latex. It's like wearing pants. It's like yoga um, pants. But, but plastic. <laughs> but basically, um, it's a belt that attaches to a bulb that goes into the anus, and it does also have an um, uh, anima bulb to squirt um, water up there. Or air. Or it air, looks like it sure. also has a... Or jello. Mm-hmm. Uh... uh, uh What's that thing where people don't have sex? A chastity belt. Yeah. I'll tell you what it looks like to me. It looks like a WWE. It can be locked on. Oh. It looks like a WWE championship belt, except instead of a metal, there's a small tube that connects into the asshole that you can pump up. Think of it like a front part to keep the dick out. Yeah. Think like like it's like a leather leather thong, um, but with a butt plug that is also an enema device. I'm imagining, like, you know, John Cena holding that belt up. <laughs> well, his new um, movie's all about butt chugging. We ah, shown in the trailer. Okay, here's the last thing, and I thought this Whoa. was pretty impressive. This is the creme de la creme of butt creme cleaning uh, the tools. The cerebellum. Uh, the angel of water cherub- cherubum. Cherubum. Like cherub cherubum. and, chi- and yeah, bum. Yeah, cherubum. Um, and it's the enema douche kit. Um, it Basically, I'll just kind of describe to you. It looks like a toilet, but it's a funky shape. Um, and it's got a place for you to hang your enema bag. Um, it says, <laughs> the cherubum enema totally douche kit includes components for use as a standalone enema kit or a standalone douche kit. Uh, it's a cherubum lavage chair. Um, accessory is a perfect movable station for docking over almost any toilet or other receptacle container and is to be used for the enema application only. Um, the cherubim lavage chair accessory is a safe, stable and dignified solution for administrating, uh, sorry, administering enemas, whether in a home or clinical setting. Um, so kind of interesting. Um, you just basically put it over your toilet and it gives you the ability to, uh, um, douche or or do uh, use an enema um, right over the convenience that, of your own toilet, but comfortably so. Looks like that's not necessarily a sex product. That might just be for... Well, I mean, you could use it as a sex product, obviously, mm-hmm. but also a lot of people buying that might just be using it to keep their asshole clean. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. Uh, we should say you should not be douching. It, it is bad for you. Yeah. Douching is bad. Yep. Define douching? Douching, douching is, is like cleaning out your vagina with, with saline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You're not supposed well, to no, do that. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad. Also compulsively. Well, let's go. Let's move on to the FDI. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'll go first. Um, so the pretty big like scientific consensus on enemas is that it's not something you should be doing super often. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like all these websites are not saying don't do it; they're saying don't do this super often. Mm-hmm. So I think that needs to be taken into consideration with something FDI that came into consideration with emetophilia. Mm-hmm. Well, that was more severe because it caused issue with the heart. There's also a you shouldn't be throwing up a lot. You shouldn't be putting something up your ass in liquid form all the time. Yeah, it's recently we've been like taking a look at like these medical practices from like 
you know, the 1950s, like douching and enemas and like neti pots and being like, oh, yeah, no, those are horrible for you. Like your body has a very delicate like uh, ecosystem. It's got a very delicate like equilibrium that it is maintaining. And by doing that kind of stuff, you are actually infecting or making your body more vulnerable to disease and yeah i actually think i'm gonna go ahead and land this one at a four just because the jury's still out on how dangerous it can be especially with like gut bacteria and whatnot mm-hmm. and then the idea of um i don't know you're sticking foreign objects up up your ass that's not a dick or a dildo there's just risks associated with that yeah, and you're using one of those specially designed things and i mean it could be a three but uh, it's hard to imagine because it's how over the top you go. This could be like a, a like a high two if you're only putting little bits of water and it's only occasional. But I, think, I don't think you should be using water. You should be using saline or something that's sterile. With that said, On, yeah. we're adding more and more complications to keep this safe. And if you have to add in all of these, these safety mechanisms, that means it's a more dangerous fetish. Obviously, a five is the only place where you start getting this area of no, you shouldn't do this. And so that's why I feel like a four is responsible because this is a fetish with a long list of rules. It's like a mogwai. This one, you can't just jump into this willy-nilly. It needs it needs research. It needs experimentation. It needs a light ease in. And just it, like mogwais, you want to keep it out of direct sunlight. <laughs> and you don't want to pour water into it. Well, no, that's the whole point, pour water into it. <laughs> or feed it after midnight. But uh, Dana... Who definitely was sitting there the entire time. Uh, I landed at a four because this one requires a lot of rules, a lot of vigilance. Mm-hmm. And as always, I, I cannot stress this enough. Just because something's a four doesn't mean that it's kink shamey or people uh. should be ashamed of themselves. They shouldn't do it. That's fives. Mm-hmm. Fours mean you have to be responsible as fuck. Yeah. And so I don't think I'm adding in my own personal bias when I say that this one is not something you can jump in blindly or can just do drunk some night. This is something that you have to have done thorough research on. You have to be very communicative with your partner. Mm-hmm. You both need to be buying high-quality products and maybe even talk to a doctor. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. And so I think that warrants a four. Yeah. I think there needs to be a lot of research done depending on the, the material that you're wanting to use uh, for the enema. Frankly, I think there are some things that would be extremely dangerous to use as an enema kind of substance. Um, but... I think overall for me, I'm going to say this is a three just because um, I don't think it's quite to that point where it's like like on the verge of of violating the SSC um, or the the RACK. Um, I'm not sure that we're we're getting I mean, I think they were like maybe a little bit further from that perimeter, which I think would be put me on the the four range. Yeah. Um, But I would say it's a three. And that's only because. Like, you also can't see what's going on down there. No matter how good at yoga you are, like, you can't exactly put your head down there and see what your anus is doing before something goes wrong. Yeah, no matter how many downward dogs you do. <laughs> so, like, and, and especially, like, um, I think I think sometimes a lot of this is done in a BDSM sort of place. Um, sort of, not place, I mean, like, situation. Um, I don't mean like, I don't mean like, you know, location I'm talking, you know, yeah. So, um, I think it's important to make sure that anytime you're doing something like this, um, you know, exactly what's going into you, um, how much is going into you and how much is where, and like, you have to establish like, okay, this is where I will feel uncomfortable and you need to stop. So you need to have clear communication with anybody else that you're participating with this in, um, and also research stuff. I feel like the the ones that are like basically saying it's okay for you to like pee into your own butthole. I, for some reason, pee is sterile. Your body separates those two things, and I feel like it's maybe for a reason. Barely. <laughs> so like, I'm curious. Like, what what happens when that, you mix it all together again? By I don't the know. Same logic. You could argue that butt sex is immoral because addiction. I mean, like. It, it, I'm not talking about immorality and I'm not yeah. talking about that. I'm just saying like your body has already worked really hard to split those things apart. Yeah. Like I just, I just want to make, I, I, I mean, I get it. Pee is sterile. Yeah, sure. But could that cause problems if you're peeing into your own rectum? Well, I don't and, really know. You know, we talk about 
the human body as we live in the modern age, like it's something we understand perfectly, but there are parts of the body specifically our digestive system Uh that are as mysterious as the bottom of the ocean. Like how gut bacteria works is still a pretty big mystery to nutritionists and doctors. Even nutritionists, like for something that has been around for all of human history, Mm -hmm. uh, we still have no idea about like the effects a lot of stuff have on our body. It's recently came out. Oh, a high sodium diet actually is not bad for you. The only time it's bad for you is if you already have heart disease. We only found out in the like the eighties that sugar was worse for you than fat, and the uh, fat was actually. I did. I've looked that up. Uh, it was uh, well before that that we knew that sugar and wheat was bad yeah. for us. But uh, the head, the head of the uh, FDA, the the people who made the the food pyramid, uh, <laughs> was a uh, wheat lobbyist. He was uh, in charge of the, like, American wheat farmers. And so, uh, strangely enough, look look what we had. Six servings a day of bread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have six servings a day of bread? That is insane. Okay, so I would give this a 3.5. Okay. I'm going to say that because I like to reserve fours for stuff that is uh, on the verge of being almost abusive. Where it's like you are putting so much into the hands of another that that relationship could become toxic. Yeah. Uh, and this is something that you could conceivably conceivably do by yourself. Uh, and it's not like uh, autoerotic asphyxiation, which I did give a five, because that is something that you do by yourself that uh, is a pretty good chance of doing some damage. Uh, yeah. This, this one, uh, as far as we can tell... Can't kill you. Can't immediately. kill you immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like it might damage your system, but your system will probably bounce back from it and that kind of thing. We, you can probably make it to a hospital. Whereas, like with autoerotic asphyxiation, like, yeah. So this one, I uh, for both, the, I agree with everything that you're saying. Both of you guys mm-hmm. are saying, but uh, I do like to keep fours to something where it's like you're giving yeah. you're giving away so much power to someone else that it. It has the potential of being of developing into a toxic relationship. See that that that's where my logic came in is that I thought about this fetish on the spectrum and and like I said I think there is a lot of stuff you can do with enemas that would register as like a two like mm-hmm. it's no big deal like I imagine like a little water dropper and just spraying that up an asshole and like that's it. Yeah. But I I think that. Whenever I grade the FDI, I kind of go on the the plane of the most extreme, and that's why I think I went with the higher grade mm-hmm. because I think while enemas are for the most part way more harmless than a metaphilia, right? I think taking this fetish to its extreme, like um, I, I think it's safe to say, if you have the shower attachment, mm-hmm. I think that's a four. I think having the having the shower attachment up your asshole, the amount of pressure, mm-hmm. I think that could do intestinal damage right there on the spot without safety. Mm-hmm. And so, if you got that sucker turned all the way up, oh, yeah. yeah, we we obviously don't know necessarily try, but I would assume it pop out before. If you had a partner holding it in, mm-hmm. I guess that that's the image I had in my head, and that's why I wanted to give it the higher grade. Is I, I keep mm-hmm. thinking about that shower attachment, and I think that I. As someone who works with plumbing a lot, mm-hmm. and that's not a euphemism for dicks or vaginas, as someone who works with plumbing... Tommy lays a lot of pipe. <laughs> uh, water at full pressure of what a house can give you, that could absolutely do Just some fucking right damage to a colon. The other Edward thing Cullen. I could see is that I I don't think our intestines have the ability to... Uh, Scream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have no mouth, so I must scream. Uh, no, I, to uh, monitor heat, to detect heat. <laughs> so, uh, say you're not paying attention, and uh, when you turned it on, you know, it was like lukewarm, and then it gets boiling hot real quick. Your anus would notice. Yeah. That thing's sensitive. I guess if you had it way up in you, though, you might not. I guess maybe the best way to put it is that this one is a three general but ex- extreme toys of this are mm-hmm. fours. Yeah. And so maybe just to take that with a grain of salt is if you're getting into enemas, make sure you, you wind your way up small to big. Don't start big because yeah. the big stuff is probably akin to metaphilia where well, it's that's, dangerous. That's what you should say about every fetish. That's what you should say about every fetish. But this one in particular, I think, could end in hospital yeah. trips. There is no the fetish. Toys. There's no fetish where you should dive into the deep end. I think in, in some right. of the cases of the ones you could like with yiffing. You could jump into the deep end of your thing and you'd be fine. No. 
that's, everything that's been she, recently revisited. We're gonna we're gonna do an update on that episode. I think correction erections. There Our, we go. Yeah. Our interview series where people with a fetish that we covered have some corrections for us. Yes, we always like our input. Speaking of which, um, if you're listening to this episode and you think we've rated it too high or too low or you have thoughts about uh, this particular fetish, we would love to hear your thoughts on uh, clismatophilia. Clismophilia. Clismophilia. Tell us, tell us why doctor. we're wrong. And then we'll tell you why you're wrong. No, we're very... Because we're sexologists. <laughs> All we do is study sex. No, we're very interested in hearing your feedback. Yes. And we do appreciate it. Uh, we respect you and we think that it's fascinating uh, to hear about, you know, the different kinds of kinks that people are into. Um, <clears throat> even, you know, even really obscure ones. I'm really curious to find out about some I'm other ones that are out there. always every fetish is obscure because we always cover them in a general sense. But <sighs> then you talk to someone and they're always into something really specific, like some tiny part of like... Like, mm-hmm. uh, and also, if you're into nullification, please send us an email. Or send us your dick. That, too. Because I'm very interested in that one. It's a dick in a box. Yeah, that's exactly what we'd be receiving. We'd put it up on the wall. Okay. Um, <laughs> mount it. Yeah, mount I can just dick. see you going to a taxidermist and like... Can you please, like, stuff this and put it on a frame on the wall? Can you Just, stuff this and can then can you skin me? It's a paperweight. Can you flay me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is next week? Ah, I knew that that question was coming and I knew that I was Isn't it MILFs so and DILFs? Um, let me see Or G-DILFs? Where's my... And G-MILFs? And G-G-MILFs? Oh. MILFs and DILFs and GILFs. Gilly. Oh. Godmothers? Fairy godmothers? F G Milf. Dana's looking for her magic book that has all of our sex in it. Well, oh, I found stay it. Stay tuned next week. No, 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 no. Okay, so this was episode thirty-seven, which means that Possibly. episode episode thirty-eight is pegging. Ooh, more butts. Butts, 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 butts,